Come in. Hey man, I'm sorry I'm late. The train's Shut up! You're here! And good thing, because we've got lots of work. It's Employee of the Month with Katie Lazarus, the talk show featuring unforgettable guests with incredible jobs. And now, here's my boss and your host, Katie Lazarus. Welcome to this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus, and I'm psyched to bring you my interview with Sarah Silverman. When I started in stand-up, I dropped out of my doctorate and went into stand-up, and I'd been in like education and politics, fields where like being a smart woman or being a smart Jewish woman was never, um, it was the expected. I actually think like being a white male was probably harder, um, but when I started in stand-up, it was all about Sarah Silverman. And they couldn't imagine that there was anyone else. So, like, if you if you went into an audition, it was like, oh, so you're like Sarah Silverman. And the fact that she was so hilarious was like, I wish. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to be. But I know she'll probably hate this uh, the same way that Joan Rivers hated it. But she really did. She really did pave the way for so many of us um, by being so funny and by being her own um, special snowflake, regardless of how other people um, were going to try to pigeonhole. I think she just didn't get um, caught up in that stuff. Enjoy my interview with the one and only Sarah Silverman. When I first told my, my brother is a, a peace activist in the uh, Middle East. He lives on an organic self-sustaining farm and his uh, wife, Batik's Hoppas, and um, they have been doing watercolor painting uh, for many years, and it's going to pay off one of these days. Um, I'm sure of it. And um, anyway, so I told him who was on the show. I said, I, I have this uh, comedian, um, Sarah Silverman, on the show. He goes, you mean Susan's sister? And I was like, uh, well, she's done a lot of specials. She's uh, been on Saturday Night Live. She had her own show, the Sarah Silverman program. And he's like, right, but that's Susan's sister. And her sister's a rabbi. And I was like, uh, she's up for a Screen Actors Guild Award for a film, I Smile Back, right now. And he's like, oh, look, I looked her up. She was with Susan <laughs> at the wall. So you guys, without further ado, please welcome the one and only Susan's sister, Sarah Silverman. <laughs> guitar unsuccessfully were you playing um billy bragg um no i was uh, supposed to be bowing oh <laughs> was billy bragg in the didn't it sounded like between marks and mars a pan in the dictionary <laughs> there was mary <laughs> and nobody else <laughs> um i read in in the book bedwetter <laughs> Good, good segue, good segue. <laughs> that you, you were looking into, you know, being a masseuse and an actor and a comedian at a very young age. Um, but I found this clip of you where you were also a phenomenal singer from, from the get-go. Oh, no. <laughs> this um, oh, yeah. Here's our first place winner from Bedford, oh, New Hampshire. That's really here for Sarah Silverman. Now the screaming you're hearing is laughing is because Jimmy Kimmel found this. It's the only video of it is the footage from his show. So long, Daddy. 
<laughs> I love the, the shake at the end. And a little like, yeah, a little uh, moxie <laughs> thing there at the end. Well, there you go. Turquoise. <laughs> you got it on. Um, I... I was wondering if you met Larry, um, David, and it sounds funnier when I say Larry and Jerry, but if, when you met Larry and David and Jerry Seinfeld, did you meet them when you were on Seinfeld or did you know them from stand-up beforehand? What are you talking about? <laughs> I had to work on like having a, a you know, setup and then a question. Larry and David and Jerry. Oh, sorry. Larry, David, and Jerry Seinfeld. What about them? How did you meet them? Really what I wanted to ask I auditioned for Seinfeld. For Seinfeld. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know... I know them both <laughs> now, but I did not know either of them from stand-up. Okay. Because I saw this a great... This is the last clip we'll do, but a clip of you on Seinfeld that I really liked. I think this is one of your... So let me get this straight. You enjoy the lovemaking. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you? Oh, yeah. Like strawberry pie. Okay, but you have a problem sharing a bed with me. I know it's not what the ladies like, but without some solid sack time, I'm a zombie. Oh, come on, man. Meet me halfway. You're not easy, Kramer. I know. That was all right. Well, I'll see you. I, I was thinking maybe I should spend the night. Oh, that's sweet, but actually, I... I think I'd prefer it if you left. What? You were completely right. I sleep so much better when I'm alone. And you scream in your sleep. I do? There was a man, he was trying to get into my apartment last night. He was jiggling the doorknob for 25 minutes. Come on, it was probably the wind. No, 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 no. It was a fearless cat burglar. Now listen, you gotta let me sleep here. I'll, you know, I'll stay over here on my side and I'll, I'll stuff a sock in my mouth. Because I don't want to sleep alone. Well, I do. Oh my God, I can't believe... <laughs> I just realized something that is... I... We're here. Okay, that episode was shot not in front of an audience. Like, towards the end, they would shoot an episode, just block and shoot it, and then they'd have a live audience for, like, the next week, and they'd show that and record the laughs just to kind of, like, double up, or I don't know how it worked. And I say in that scene, the one, the take they used, I say it's probably the rain, right? The wind. I, did I say wind? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that is the line. It's probably the wind. But I said, oh... Here's just the truth between us. I said in a take, I was nervous. I was so nervous, you know, and I, I'd only done like a Star Trek Voyager before this. And I said, uh, it's probably the rain. And uh, Michael Richards got all like actory on me and he's like, broke character and was like, do you see rain in that window? And I was like, no. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then the next day we were shooting at Monk's and... We were just, he, it was before we were shooting, and he's talking about, I'm looking at houses, but I don't know, and this house and that house, and I went, I don't give a fuck. Let's <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> but then after that, we we're friends. <laughs> this may be a little inside uh, baseball. Um, 
but I you play b- basketball with with um, Gary Shandling and, and those guys. I was very very admiring of that because I tried to play on the softball team, the Gotham softball team here. Oh, he won't play you. He wouldn't. I did an amazing throw, and I was so pissed because I mean, softball is first of all is a female sport, so already to have like Lenny Marcus be like, you can't go in. But I, I was happy that I could throw. I don't understand it. Christmas Zilly's so nice to me. But he said, I played for the improv team for years. I was second base and after the game, because I have perfect ball placement, yeah. I did a fielding practice. I would hit the ball to everyone in the field really fast. And um, then, uh, years later, I, uh, um, I was in town and he goes, play for Gotham softball, we're about to start. And I was like, great, because my favorite thing in the world is Monday's softball, 2 yeah. p.m. in Central Park. And I went, and I went week after week after week, and he never played me. Chris Mazzilli is the head of, of Gotham Comedy Chris Club, who's a never, very nice guy. You never played me. He's so nice to me. Why did he ask me to come out? And I'm great. Like, I played yeah. for New Hampshire, the state. <laughs> it was bizarre. I don't get it, Chris. But I, you're very nice, and I like your club. But you got, but you got to play poker with all boys game and the basketball game is it's all not an all boys game oh, jr is here yeah oh he's allowed uh, in. you're right remember that lawyer played uh she was a woman um we have a game named after her now what's it called <laughs> no women play sometimes but um it's just a, a bunch of old comics that play on mondays well i include myself in that I mean, I think I was 19 when we first started playing, and I'm older than that now. And the same with the basketball game? same with basketball. Well, that game I've played since I was 24. And we haven't played in a while, though. Play, we haven't played in a couple knees. years. People's knees. It's true. I, uh, I still would play pickup games, and, like, there was one at Mar- Marshall High School, and I'd jump the fence. We'd all jump the fence and all this stuff, and then... Last year hit, I have a sun aller, I have melasma, so like I can't have my face in the sun, and my knees are fucked. So I'd have like, I'd play out, when I'd play outside, I'd have a baseball hat, sunglasses, and like a red bandana. And uh, there were a lot of Mexican people and gang members that played, and they would be like, whoa! And I'm like, yeah, I'm a blood. <laughs> But I would DJ, and I brought speakers, and I'd DJ. And at first, they fought it. First, I would play any rap I had. Then I'd sneak in a little Elton John. And you know what? They liked it. <laughs> um, I, part of the bad weather that I... I mean, first of all, the whole, whole book is fabulous. But one of the things I couldn't get over was that you would have to fight over words to put on the title. And, put, and I, I, you have the email exchange with your editor... Um, you got to give that to them, that they let me uh, actually put the email exchange where they look like fucking idiots in the book they published, which was really cool of them. But, so I, I assume... Oh, they must not think they look like fucking idiots. <laughs> yes. That <laughs> <laughs> just hit me, but I, I was moved by it anyway. I thought that was big of them. Yeah, I was like, I think they're probably fine with it if they let it in. Yeah. Um, but that's the norm with, with network notes and things like that. And I, I was wondering if you would ever do another network pilot or another, you know. I can't imagine I will. 
I keep my overhead very low so I don't have to do things like that. Well, I love um, the Sarah Silverman program as, oh, sorry, this one I wanted to ask about. Susan oh Says Cheese. Oh, my God. What is that? That was a one-act play that I wrote with Doug Benson. And Who's Naomi another Odenker. very funny comedian. And uh, I, I don't know what to say about it. It was a play that I wrote. I don't know. Laura Kailanger, uh, Laura Kailanger played a, um, a prostitute named Pineapple. Name nice. Based on a prostitute whose name was Pineapple. <laughs> My friend, uh, during a cocaine binge, hired her from Hollywood Boulevard and to just do cocaine with him. And then when she was leaving, he asked what her name was and she said Pineapple. And I always thought that story was very amusing, albeit sad for, on, for both parties. And years later, we were driving to lunch and I said, uh, what did Pineapple look like? And he really thought about it and he said, uh, a black Popeye. <laughs> not a black joke, not a Popeye joke, just what he said. It's what she looked like. I like that. Speaking of black, um, you helped save <laughs> the o Obama kind of was a segue. terrible segue. Okay, okay. I never have good segues. <laughs> Speaking of black is a great segue. Thank you. Just sew it on a pillow. Um, you helped save the, the Obama campaign by, by going to, um, well, doing a video called The Great Schlep. And I was curious. Which was I wouldn't put video. it that way. I saved the Obama campaign. But you helped save the vote in Florida, I would say. That's huh? a, in Florida, you helped save the vote. I, I'm allowed I to say whatever I want. It doesn't matter, really doesn't matter if it's true or not. I mean, okay. you know. <laughs> but you are credited for, for really having helped secure the vote in Florida by getting people's grandparents to um, notice that Obama is a full human being um, and to go out and vote. That's fair. Sure, yes. I Tell was, your grandparents to vote for Obama or you won't visit them. <laughs> and, I was curious if you had anything <laughs> planned for Bernie Sanders. I'm thinking about it. I'm feeling the burn. I like Bernie Sanders a lot. Um, I don't know. I need to think. It's, it's got to be a good idea. Yeah. Mm. You don't have to come up with it right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I loved the Sarah Silverman program and Jesus is Magic. It felt so imaginative. Both of these? Yes. The first time I ever did Jesus is Magic was on this stage. Is that right? Yes. Joe's Pub. When was that? Uh, 2001. Right before 9-11. It was too soon. like June 2001. Yeah. What? Yeah. The joke. Too soon. Right on time. <laughs> And I also heard that you are responsible for us having shades in Joe's Pub. Is that true? That's, what it, that's the rumor. That's true. It was a summer... That's true. <laughs> you, it that, is I, the illustrator. I did. Oh, my God. It's all flooding back to me. They have these big windows here. And in the summer, it's light out until 8.30. And my show started at, like, 7.30. And I was having a heart attack going, are you kidding me? It's going to be light in here? Like, you don't have shades? It's just for, shows happen in here. 
And also, I had a band, and it was... Uh, These guys? No, it was all Asian women. <laughs> and the drummer was sitting at the drums, just kind of hanging out while I was, like, setting up the tables and putting, like, can't, whatever, like, arranging the tables for some, some reason. And uh, I made some dumb joke, and she goes, boom bump <laughs> <laughs> I go, you know that comes from drums, right? <laughs> You're sitting at drums. That happened right here, and I was right there. So go on, me. Um, the first, I'd say, more serious role that I saw you in was um, the Sarah Polly movie. Mm. Save, Save the Last Waltz, is that the correct title? Take, Take this, this waltz. waltz. Thank you. you. That wine paid off. That's awesome. Um, I thought it was phenomenal. And I, I was curious because I felt like some fans may be seeing you because you're going to be naked in a scene, but I didn't know if they knew that you were going to be doing such a profound role in that movie. Yeah, and the nudity is, is it's so jarring because, and exactly what Sarah Polly planned on, it was, there was nothing sexual about it. And it's so interesting because women are naked around each other every day. You're, you and I all day today. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're, I have three sisters. You know, your sisters, your girlfriends, one's in the tub, one's uh, plucking hairs out of her upper thigh, one's reading a magazine, whatever. It's, we're comfortable with our bodies with each other. And we spend a lot of time, it's, it's 10.50. And we spend a lot of time. <laughs> Thank you, 1050. You're, you're two feet from my face. <laughs> it's okay. I know it's not that interesting. So when you, we look at our, our phones to ke- t- check the time so it's less subtle. It's like, it's like going like this. Um, we were talking about tweezing. Oh, no, we were talking about... Um, Women spend most of, a lot of time nude together, and, but, and it's never reflected in art. Yeah. It's, when you see women be naked, it's always sexualized. And isn't that interesting? Because it's, we spend so much time naked, changing this, that together. So she wanted to have a highly sexual scene with no nudity, which is yeah. Michelle Williams and Luke Kirby just talking in a cafe, and it's like, insanely sexy, right? Sensual. And then sensual. And then um, there's just like women showering at the Y, all different shapes, sizes, ages, and we're just shooting the shit. And I've got my leg on a stool, shaving, talking, a long bunch of lines about nothing. And uh, it was pretty comfortable once you get going. You know, it's just kind of, it feels just like that. But Sarah Polly, who's so wonderful, came up to me to give me notes, and I'm soaking wet and naked, and she's like, oh, when you're shaving your leg, oh, we're seeing some lip. <laughs> I, I remember going like this. I just grabbed her by the shoulders to stay standing, so I could stay standing with that information. But she was so lovely. She, she, the first scene I did was one of the last scenes where it's a kind of a dramatic scene. And I did a take and she said, 
that was amazing. And I was like, wow. And then a, a production assistant gave her coffee and she goes, this coffee is amazing. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Calibrated things for me. It is the highest compliment from her, though. The documentary about her, her is unbelievable. Incredible. Um, and I, I want to show a clip from I Smile Back, which you received a Screen Actors Guild nomination for. Very, very thrilled about that. Um, so we're going to uh, show a, a clip from a film that's now out and on iTunes. Um, uh, I Smile Back. It'll come any day now. You know, I have always dreamed of writing a book. But how did you do it, Bruce? I mean, did you just sit down and type everything you were thinking into a computer? Or did you pay someone to help you? It's sentence by sentence. Now, anyone can do it. Listen, you call me anytime, and I would be happy to help you. Thank you. What do you want to write a book about? You know, like, maybe a children's book? No, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> I'm thinking about writing a book. Really? On what? Prostitution. Prostitution? Come on, honey. You don't know anything about prostitution. It's the ultimate hypocrisy. It's illegal to sell your body, right? But if you're rich enough, it's perfectly acceptable. They just call it being a wife. All right. It's an incredibly moving film about addiction. Um, I can't imagine how dark that was to, to shoot and be in that mindset for so long. Do you think that you'll do another movie as um, heavy as that one? No, I don't think I'll ever do anything. I mean, you can't tell from that clip, but it's really bleak. And I can't imagine I'm going to ever do anything that bleak. Not as a rule, but it was just, it, was, it hit the floor of bleak. I mean, what am I trying to prove? <laughs> you know, I want to have fun. <laughs> What are, what are the, were there certain roles that opened up as a result? I mean, I know you've always been able to act, but then when people see it, they're like, oh my God, I didn't know she had yeah. all this depth. Um, yeah, a little bit. It really takes me away from, uh, I mean, that doesn't sound very appreciative, but my life, is, I mean, what I do is stand-up, yeah. and if you stay, if you are doing something else and you don't have time to do stand-up, then it's like 10 steps back, and it's scary because you're losing control over the one thing you can control, stand-up, you know? I can't control people deciding if I can or can't play a part, you know? Well, and your stand-up is so negative. Funny. I don't mean to be negative, but... It didn't sound negative. It's just hard to do... First of all, I don't know how you would logistically do both. I anyway. can't... There are, there are people I've seen that can act. I'm having one of these. I need a Ricola. <clears throat> um... They can act all day and then they go and do stand-up at night. I cannot do that. I'm a fragile flower and I need at least 16 hours of sleep or I'm not myself. And you have a show tomorrow night that people can go see at BAM. There are still some tickets and I, I will be there. You can, you can I don't think join there are, me. It, there, there, are, there are a couple. <laughs> oh, are there? Yeah. Oh, I'm not trying to be cocky. I just someone said it was sold out. <laughs> I have comps though because I nobody all my no none of my friends want to come see me. They're like, I, I will be there. I will come. Uh, can I have one of those comps? Uh, I thought you said there were a couple. Yeah, there, 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 there are some seats. Of There's course. some seats in the balcony. Um, <laughs> they're there. Um, 
But yeah, stand-up you've been doing forever. I was just curious if you... Um, forever sounds like... For, well, it is so forever. longer than I haven't been doing stand-up. That's incredible. Um, barking, did you guys ever... Did you ever do that or bringer shows or any of those things? Yes, it's funny that you say that because... Um, well, I used to... I used to pass out flyers for the Boston Comedy Club, which was on 3rd Street between Thompson and Sullivan. And I passed out flyers on the corner of McDougal and 3rd. Many stories about that corner. Um, but I could pass out flyers, and then I could go on open mic there without having to bring people. Because you open micers have to bring two people. And Caroline's is like 20 or something like that. You get five minutes of time yes, or something. Do. But here's a great story. Um, and it's always good to open a story with that. <laughs> so you can only go down from there. But um, I was at a, a Hollywoodish party, and I saw the great actor Timothy Oliphant, right? Justified, Deadwood, Damages. The list goes on and on. And uh, I went up to him and I said, hey, I'm such a fan. You know, I think you're great. And he goes, Sarah... You don't know me? And I go, yeah, I, I'm a fan of yours. And he goes, I used to bark at the Boston oh, wow. Comedy Club when you were passing out flyers. Todd, did I tell you this? Todd Barry, another legendary comedian over here. And, uh, and, was and, like, per, and Barker, I apologize for not And he said him. I... No. no, he was never a Barker. <laughs> no. He's I like, I had either. a page boy haircut parted in the middle, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember you, yes. <laughs> but life is very long. I remember performing in, in Boston Comedy Club. Um, I want to. Um, I know that you're only here for a short bit, but you have a. You have an, an, Do you have a dog? Is that yes? Okay, good. Because Mary, I, between Mary. Marks and Marzipan in the dictionary. I got you a very phallic uh, dog toy to take home for for Mary. Does Mary like dog toys? She does. Okay, good. Oh yeah. Um, and then I type. I got you some some books. I got you a. a oh, I don't read. Okay. Well, this is a graphic novel, so that's sort of like in between about Bernie Sanders. Oh my God, I didn't even know about this. And I know you're in a relationship, and um, this is a great book. When I, it's called Mating in Captivity. Um, and when I was in captivity, I found this book very useful. Um, and I really recommend it. Esther's been on the show. She's a wonderful sex therapist. Not that you need any help with that, but wow. it's an awesome, awesome book. Um, and some other treats. Uh, including a notebook so that you can continue to write your stand-up. Also, I saw, um, uh, I saw Michael has a, a special oh, treat yeah, yeah. here and, that's been and requested. A, and a Ricola. Mm. Ricola. Oh, thank you. Um, On call, right? Yeah. I'm a good illustrator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're an illustrator. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah Silverman, it has been a wonderful treat to have you here. And um, I'm, I'm really, really, really delighted. I've been a huge fan of yours my entire life. And even though I'm like, I think, three years younger than you, it's, it's not really um, that much of a lifetime. But yeah. Didn't you email me to work on my show when you were like really young? Yes. Oh, my God. You think I forgot that? Okay. Can I just tell this story? Can I, I want to hear your oh. story first. Okay. So first of all, like... Uh, we're adding like 20 more minutes Okay, to do you guys have time for this? That's so funny. So I was, I was, um, I wanted to come be a writing assistant for you. I don't know why I didn't take up this opportunity. She's like, I'll move to Los Angeles and work for free. Yeah. I do I anything. Like, hmm. <laughs> well, no, and then you were going to email the people okay. who I had recommended. So but you emailed goes, me I know Tom, 
she goes, I know Tom Shalou. You should ask him about me. So I forward her email to Tom Shalou and I go, is this girl batshit crazy or what? What's the story? <laughs> but you and I sent it. it. Be, 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 okay. But I sent it to her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I emailed you and I go, well, that's embarrassing, but surely you understand I had to do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I did something even more embarrassing at that point than I, I, um, I was like, well, because this, this guy had talked to me and he was like, I'll be your agent. And I, th- I was so young that I thought that that meant he'll be my agent. And <laughs> so I was like, I think I'm, I'm going to have an agent. And you're, you were very polite. And you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> you did not rub in. Like, good luck. That means nothing. Enjoy your temp job at Ford Motor Company. But so then I was going to come out and possibly PA on the Sarah Silverman program. That's what you kindly offered. And I didn't have the money for airfare. So I stayed in my temp job. And then I got fired from my temp job because I fell asleep um, at, the, at the desk. And... They were like, no one picked up the phone. I was like, the phone never rang. The phone never rang. Totally lying. And the uh, phone had rung, and uh, it was them checking in. But the Sarah Silverman program worked out for you, so that's what's important. I guess you're right, yeah. Um, I'm so happy to have you here now, and I'm, I'm glad to, um, to meet you um, in this light and for you to forgive me that I still don't have an agent, but maybe one day. Um... Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so glad wonderful. that Susan Silverman's sister could make it out yeah. tonight. Susan Silverman has a book out. It's called Casting Lots, and it's beautiful. It is. Check it out on Amazon. Incredible woman. You are an incredible woman as well, and thank you, thank you, thank you for coming out. I'm going to give you a Park Slope co-op bag to put everything in so that you can feel like you really fit in here. Oh, I feel so cool. Um, thank you so, so much. You guys, please give a round warm to Sarah Silverman. What did I tell you? She's lovely. Um, as are all of you, I want to thank Brain Pickings for donating to the Employee of the Month show. And I want to encourage you to follow at Katie Lazarus or Employee of the Month show to find out about future tapings. Esther Perel, who I gave um, Sarah a book from, was also on the show. You should check out that episode. She is an exceptional uh, sex therapist. And um, yeah, I really can't recommend her enough. You know about Bernie Sanders. I don't need to plug Bernie, but it was lovely to be able to speak to her about him um, and uh, the original forays into comedy. And Todd Berry was there and Todd had fun. Just the idea that the comedian Todd Berry was having fun in the vicinity of me, never mind at my show. Made my day. I'm still talking about it days later. So sounds like it made days. It made my days. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Katie Lazarus. Talk to you soon. Be calm.